0: This podcast is sponsored by Haboo, an award-winning e-commerce fulfillment provider, helping online businesses grow by taking care of all their order fulfillment needs, picking, packing and posting products to customers all over the world. Fuel your growth and fulfill your ambitions with Haboo. Three Peeps in the Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to Three Peeps in the Podcast, the bonus show. We're back after the international break, and as is Tommy Conway, it was great to see him back on the pitch, looking like he was eager and also getting the goal as well. But I ended 1-1, a disappointing result after having so much promise, so much attack and possession. Uh, Matt is with me. Matt is uh, driving home from Halifax. Uh, hands-free obviously but uh commitment from Matt that he watched the game and then drove to Halifax for someone in his team's 50th birthday so fair play Matt fair play to you
2: um yes yeah very much commitment um traveled straight from the game yesterday up to Halifax for um Rachel my friend's 50th wow. She done't look at it um and uh yeah it was um gave me a good three hours to contemplate on the uh, on the game
1: yeah. Absolutely, it was it was one of those games where we're, we're we're all desperate to get back to to Championship football after the international break, desperate to see our team play at home as well with a few people coming back in. We'll uh, we'll have a look at the lineup in a second. But Lee's three words were rubbish, Royals, Rumble. Um, obviously, it's WrestleMania weekend, Matt, as you well know. So, a nice wrestling Absolutely, reference. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
2: think, um, I think all the all the kids are tuned in for that, and uh, and some of the sad adults as well. So yeah, that one's for <laughs> you, Andy.
1: Yeah, thanks very much. Right, okay, we'll bring in our guest. It's a returning guest, been on multiple times. Lee, the ref, Paul, as he is known. Uh, Lee, how are you, sir? And give us your score out of ten.
3: Yeah, I'm. I'm really good. First of all, it's really good to see you both again. Um, it's nice to be back on again. I think all the supporters appreciate the hard work you two. Put into this podcast is is the uh the number one podcast for brussels city so thank you both for what you do um in terms of how i am um i've got a two-week holiday in front of me so i'm feeling really good um the football slightly affects my score this morning but i'm going to go with a a positive um nine it would be a 10 if we'd have got a um a w next to our name uh yesterday
1: excellent well i'll join you on a nine um yeah, it's uh, it's good to have a bit, a little bit of time off with the the family over half term, over the Easter holidays, and yeah, I went out for a few drinks last night for uh for my birthday, which was last last week, and uh, yeah, feeling quite fresh this morning, all things considered. So I'll go a nine. And how about yourself, Matt? Did you have a good night? Was it worth the drive?
2: Was well, worth the drive? Yeah, I'm probably not a nine. I'm probably an eight because of the drive back now. Um, understandable. Like. Like Lee says, I think the, the result does make a difference. Although I have to say, Mister Paul, in our uh, our predictions, was the only one to get a, a one-one, and therefore is sitting very pretty at the top of the league. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was um, yeah, it was a great great night. Um, so yeah, I'll um, I'll go with an eight.
1: Okay. Yeah. No, it was a good shout on the predictions, Lee. The one-one um, foresight was great for you.
2: Well, I I, I must
3: admit. Um, uh, I saw the number of injuries that we had. I'm sure we're going to go on to it. And I was a bit concerned um, about uh, the, the kind of the threadbare squad that uh, niger has got. So I thought a draw was probably realistic.
1: Hmm. Obviously, with hindsight, I'm sure you looked at it and thought... Maybe we should have won that one, but we'll come on to that in a minute. But anyway, the lineup was James and Conway returning from injury, Mometi and Wells returning to the starting 11, and uh, a place on the bench for Leeson as well, who's a, a promising young right back. But uh, the, the team lined up O'Leary, Tanner, Viner, Pring, De Silva. James Taylor-Clark, and then Vyman-Conway-Mermetti with Wells up top. So it was a a 4-2-3-1, Matt, with Tommy Conway returning in the number 10 slot.
2: Yeah, it's funny. I was talking, and I'm dropping a name bomb here, but I was talking to Gary Harris before the game um, when the team came out. And... We were both sort of saying, I think Gary was sort of saying he thought Andy Viman might play in that ten, and, and I said I think it'll probably be Tommy. Um and was, was proven right, obviously with, with Andy Viman right, Mameti left and, and Naki mm. up top on his own. I think what Tommy gives you, he's he's a clever footballer, not not in the, the dribbling kind of mode that Alex Scott's got, but but Tommy's also a clever footballer. So um and i'm pretty sure he's played there in another game as well this season
1: but um but lee yeah it was great to have james back as well he be, he's become so important for us this season and how he sort of holds the play together makes really important tackles turns the ball over quite a bit um and yeah he links up links up the midfield and the defense quite well
3: well we've got quite a young squad and i think james brings that Um, essential experience needed. You know, you need that good blend of uh, experience and and youth. And James brings that, as you said, he he kind of, um, he stops play. He's quite good at um, intercepting. Uh, He's quite good at making that final kind of pass. his creativity at times can be lacking, but I don't think that's his game. I think his game is that he's a grafter. He works hard and he's prepared to, uh, to put the tackle in if needed as, as we saw yesterday. So I think James is absolutely crucial. I really do. Yeah.
1: On the formation, the four, two, three, one. Yeah. Uh, how, is this, how did that land with you? I, I'm, I'm a big fan of seeing two up front, particularly when it's Wells and Conway, I think they work really well off of each other. And um, we did see that at times, but, that 3-1 it just for me it just left wells a little bit too out there by himself a bit too exposed
3: well i think um uh some of the things we were doing yesterday we were playing quite a few long balls and i think wells was was kind of a bit he felt a bit hopeless at times because of that and um, like you, I like having two up front because I think uh, Wells was found a bit lost yesterday. Um, he has been playing so well this season, but he does need help. He's uh it is okay playing one up front if it's a, say Andy Carroll, um, mm. but it but it's not. And um, and I think yeah, I agree with you having two up front is absolutely crucial. I do like four at the back though, Patch. I think the, mm. the I think that formation is really good. It was makeshift, of course, yesterday, because you know, I think if you asked Cameron Pring, he's not a, a centre half, but I think he he did particularly well yesterday. Um, so I think yes, there was a bit makeshift in some respects, and maybe Taylor Clark wouldn't be near the side if we if we did have a full um, fit squad. So even though he played well, but I think you know he wouldn't be he probably be on the bench or something like that. So I, I think it was um, it was what we had. We were on the bare bones yesterday, but like you, two up front to help Wells would have been probably better yesterday.
1: Yeah. Okay. Right. We'll get into the minutes then. Uh. So the third minute, there was an early booking for Reddin. It was Tommy Conway who was taken down, Matt. And I thought it was a bright start.
2: Just very quickly. Um. Just to be clear, I wouldn't want a side which has Andy Carroll playing up front on his own. Um, I know. I know Lee's not suggesting that. But um, yeah. Um. Yeah. No. It was. It was a bright start. Um. There was sort of plenty of opportunities that we were creating. We got the ball down, completely agree with um with Lee. Matty James gives you that stability in the middle. Um, and, and I thought it was it was really, really apparent early on with Tommy Conway, and this isn't going to be the Tommy Conway show, but it, his movement just caused them problems. And not only that, he physically he was strong. So the ball was being played into him. And his touch is so good, he was able to lay it off and bring others, other players in. So, yeah, it was a, a really bright start patch. But how many times have we said that this season?
1: Oh, it's a Bristol City trademark, isn't it? The first five minutes is when we got it a is, chance. Isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but okay. Seventh, seventh minute. Lee has a chance for Memeti to shoot first time from a looping ball, which he doesn't. Uh, shoot from. In- instead, he atten- Uh, he opts to eventually cross the ball. Um, and there was a few decent balls into the box in that first ten minutes, with you know no one getting on the end of it.
3: Yeah, I'm just. um, Can I just quickly go back to the caution early on? So the referee Steve Martin uh, set his stall out early on. I thought it was a caution, and I called it from where I was sat. Um, but interestingly, Omar Taylor Clark got cautioned. Uh, not long after, and I remember thinking if he hadn't done that caution, probably Omar Taylor Clark wouldn't have got cautioned. So I think he had to do the consistency. But anyway, that's just an anomaly. Um, the point that you were making about um. Mameti, I thought Mameti actually played well yesterday, but his final delivery, the final ball, wasn't quite there. And I think he would have learned a lot from yesterday. I'm hoping that that maybe Scott Murray or someone of like that within the club will will educate him a bit. He's he's young, he's in he's in his first season in the championship, he's exciting. I think he's going to be a, a really great player for us. But I think that final ball yesterday, whether he was holding on for it too long, or whether he his shooting at times was a bit poor. His decision making at the end was, was generally poor yesterday, but we've got to remember he's young and he's in his first season in the championship. I thought he was great yesterday. I really did. I, I, I thought he was exciting, um, but he just needs to be maybe educated a bit more.
1: Yeah, it's a good point on Memetti isn't it Matt, around that final decision making he looks dangerous he gets the ball he's exciting but it's it's almost like he tries to take the take the man on a couple of times
2: Yeah I mean I th- I think that's just his makeup isn't it as the the way he plays and and as Lee says um you you hope that experience coaching within the club but I think it's also the the next level you go up you know he's been playing in the the first division with Wickham and probably he bamboozles, you know, first division defences, whereas the championship, you've got better players there. Um, and he makes himself space. But yeah, by taking that extra sort of turn inside, it closes it back down. So that that will come with experience. I get a bit frustrated when I hear fans saying about, oh, if only he had a left foot and yeah, I heard man. someone else say, you know, oh, he'd be out on loan in January. <laughs> and you think, I, I just, where, what sort of negativity is that? Let the lad play. And that's that's the important thing for me with Mometi. You need to let him play. You, you've got to expect, he's he's that mercurial talent. And we don't want him to be another one that goes down the, the route of the Trundles, the the Tomlins, you know, we want to see him flourish. And I and I think he will, like Lee said, I think he'd go on to be a great player, but he just needs that little bit of coaching to, to get the ball in. And I actually thought in the second half, he started to do that. He, he, he put in a couple of those sort of right foot crosses in that were just slightly over But he's certainly a talented player. Mm.
1: Lee?
2: I actually felt
3: that yesterday, um, from about, I don't know, um, up until half an hour, I thought the only way we were going to score yesterday is from that left-hand side. I mean, everything was going down there. And Mometti yep. was running at his full-back. And they looked quite intimidated and frightened by him. And I, and I thought... Um, particularly, that left-hand side was really dangerous yesterday. Interestingly, we, I'm sure we'll go on to the goal a bit later on. But we, we nah, scored from don't the right-hand side. That. <laughs> <laughs> but we actually scored from the right-hand side yesterday, which kind of goes against my theory. That's why I said um, up until about half an hour or so, I thought we're looking really
2: dangerous on that left-hand side. Yeah. Okay. It was it was funny, Lee, wasn't it? Because Jada Silva, who I thought had a, a good game yesterday. But it seemed as though, in, and nearly sits behind me, said, uh, Jay, you need to swap your left foot from the five-iron to the pitching wedge. Because yeah. it seemed everything he hit was over-hit. And Mometti made some great runs. He spotted them, mm. but the pass was just a little bit too heavy, wasn't it? Well, I, I, always,
3: I thought if we had somebody who was quite commanded and physical in the box yesterday, I think we'd have probably scored about three or four because balls yeah. were being crossed in the air. And we actually said, all the people around me said, we scored the goal from the ball being on the deck, and um yeah. and that's what we needed desperately yesterday.
1: Well, I think I think yeah. until we get that target man, if you like that that big bruising centre forward, it's gonna be have to be on the deck. You know, getting into the byline, pulling it back, finding the man. How many times did we see that yesterday? But obviously, either Reading were equal to it, or our final our final uh, attempt. Wasn't good enough. Mm. Um, right, into yeah. the 15th minute. It's so, a Matty James corner. It comes out to Andy Vyman on the volley. He hits it. It's blocked. And then it rebounds out to Wells, who has a shot. And it's also blocked. So in the 15th minute, Lee, we had a couple of chances there.
3: Yeah, we did. I actually, um, I was expecting the the, uh, the back of the net to be bold as a result of one of those. Because um, they both can shoot. And they both got a good shot on them. And, um, and I, I, I thought to myself... You know, if it could fall to any two people, I was hoping it to be first of all Wyman and then secondly Wells. But I mean, I, they just put bodies in the way, Reading, didn't they? And they, and actually, Reading at, at times um, defended well; they had to with the way that we were uh, we were attacking yesterday at times. So yeah, I was a bit disappointed with that. I was expecting uh, a goal, but there, you know, that's football.
1: Yeah, 16th minute, Matt, it's a ball in from Omar Taylor-Clark and Andy Vyman can't quite get the ball out from under his feet. He does eventually poke it through to Naki Wells, who taps it in, but is in an offside position. No problem at all with that decision.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's diff- difficult probably for me and Lee to see at the south stand end, um, but um, immediately, and I've, I've said this on the podcast so many times, um, everyone's jumping up, but my immediate reaction is always looking at the ref or the assistant ref Um, flag went up immediately. So it must've been a clear cut decision um, and a bit of a shame. And it was, it was interesting with Neymar, Taylor Clark. And I don't know if um, he'd played the ball before the one that, that led to that. Or if it was afterwards but he had one where he spotted Vyman's run and hit a really strong diagonal pass that just got cut out by the defender but it showed mm. the intelligence and the awareness of, of omar taylor clark and, and i think he's another find i think he's going to be an excellent player going forward obviously it's, it's probably a season too soon for him and it's necessity mm. but it's all good experience but yeah, in terms of the goal, as you say, you know, I think the fact the flag went up and probably from your vantage point, you could see it was a clear offside. Yeah, it definitely well, was.
3: Like Wells' body language showed that he knew he was
1: offside. <laughs> yeah. That. Good that you put it into the net anyway. You've got to yeah. do that with with VAR creeping around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, into the 19th minute. It's a lovely ball from Cam Pring, a diagonal ball to Mometti. He feeds Wells, but just gives him a bit too much to do, Lee.
3: Yeah, the keeper came out very quickly for that one. I think. Patch is that the one? Yeah. Um, Cameron Cameron Pring, I thought, was excellent. Obviously, I'm I'm probably his number one fan anyway, as you, as you all know. But <laughs> this um, could
1: be the Cameron Pring Tommy Conway podcast.
3: <laughs> um, but the ball ball across it is quite dangerous to make a ball like that across because it spends so long in the air that um, defenders have got time to adjust themselves and so on. But yesterday, because he because Cameron hit that at pace. Um, it got to uh, Mometti fairly quickly. And and I thought, here we go. But the ball was played just in front. It's one of those where, yeah. you know, the ball had to be that precise and Wells would have scored. But uh, Lumley, who, who, you know, he did OK yesterday. I thought he was quite quick off his line yesterday a couple of times. And that was one of the occasions. And you were hoping that, um, that he wouldn't spot that, but he did. And um, yeah, good move. Really good move.
1: Yeah, Matt, 22nd minute, a booking for, for Omar Taylor-Clark. His control was good, but not close enough. And he lunges to get the ball and takes a Reading player down. And obviously, Lee um, has alluded to the fact that that was mainly or possibly as a result of that early booking for Reading.
2: Yeah, I mean, I bow to Lee's greater judgment with his his experience. I, I actually thought the, the, I think it's Holmes at the back for Reading. I thought his was a nasty challenge on Tommy Conway. It was on his ankle. Um, whereas I thought Omar's, I actually thought the midfielder dived a little bit, um, so I felt the booking was slightly harsh, but but Lee's probably right that he did that. Not not to even things up, but because he'd set his stance out, um, that was why he did it. And and in fairness to Omar taylor Clark, he then had to be very very careful didn't he in the way that he played and it's difficult I think from a midfield point of view Mm. um and probably patched that I think the pitch played an element into that control because it was slipping
1: around all over the place yeah
2: yeah I mean Bristol Bears obviously played in their their European Cup game on the Friday um and I think the weather was really bad on the Friday it was obviously pretty Mm. wet first thing so for Dan in the team to to get the pitch as playable as it was, was, you know, credit to them. But I think it was still, um, it still wasn't up to the normal standard, was it? No.
1: Okay. 28th minute, a lovely whipped cross from Tanner, but doesn't find a city man. And then there's a speculative shot from Wells for t- from 20 plus yards, which was easily saved. And Lee, we've two things there. We've, we've moaned a little bit about city, not taking shots from 20 plus yards and, mm. and just testing the goalkeeper. Um, but on that occasion, possibly not the right decision. But what really impressed me yesterday was the technique on the crosses from George Tanner. I thought he was fantastic yesterday.
3: I actually thought Tanner was man of the match yesterday, along with uh, Campering. Actually, um, <laughs> he says from the <laughs> yeah, covering himself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought um, George Tanner was superb yesterday. He um, his technique, his ability, um, his close control his contribution was superb and actually uh when I think back to that yesterday patch I remember thinking like you said you should shoot test the keeper particularly in those conditions when it was fairly wet yesterday um I I thought um Naki Wells was never going to trouble Lumley in goal with it with a shot from from that distance um I thought he was wrong to shoot actually patch
1: well, as, as Tony Thorpe actually said on commentary as well on the highlights this morning. I Noticed, yeah, probably not the right decision if you're going to test the keeper in a keeper on a on a on a wet pitch. Maybe it should be skidded along the surface a bit. Yeah, better.
2: absolutely. Um, Matt, I just going back
1: to to George Tanner. Um, yeah, yeah. The that the technique. I think I think he's he's mastered that. It's one of those ones where it's got that element of whip on it. But uh, if there's no one in the box to to finish it off, then it, it's it's worthless really.
2: Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it, when you're only playing the one there and you're on on runners coming in. But but you're right. I I mean George yesterday got forward a hell of a lot and and put some really good crosses in, combined well with, with Andy Viman. Um, but yeah, he, he's he's really starting to find his form. And I think having played a game like that yesterday, and, and obviously the opposition dictates how you can play as well at times, mm. but he was able to get forward, able to put the ball in the box. I slightly disagree on the Naki Wells one. Um, I thought Lumley was a little bit fortunate with it. He didn't, he didn't catch it cleanly. It almost went through his gloves, mm, um, okay. and so I, I was, I was quite okay with Naki shooting from there. I've got to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I love out it. I of, love to see interest, a shot. Yeah, out of interest, how many shots? And if you know, then don't answer and say you know. But how many shots do you think we had yesterday?
1: Well, I know how many on we had target, at half time.
2: Did, on, on, uh, so uh, ov- overall and then on target. So how many shots overall, Lee? I reckon about, uh, there was quite a few actually. There was probably about 13, 14. Patch?
1: Well, I know, I know there were six at half time because so I got that in front of me, but I'll go 10.
2: Yeah, 18. 18 shots on, 18 shots and eight on target. Okay. Which, you know, is, is, well, what go we've back been back in for, isn't it? Go back yeah. a year,
1: Matt, and we were having no shots on target, let it, alone... It,
2: exactly, and that, and that's why I think it's very easy um, to, to... I mean, I think we're all frustrated, and we should... There's no two ways about it. We should have beat Reading yesterday. It was a poor Reading side, low on confidence. Mm. But it also shows that we did create a number of opportunities. And, you know, another one of those goes in. I, I said right from the get-go, after, after the goal... We get a second, it kills the game. Yeah. And sadly, that was yeah. proved to be the point that we didn't. So, but yeah, you know, it's difficult to be too critical when they are you're seeing those sort of attacks. Um, and you know, as you say, Patch, George was putting in some lovely crosses yesterday. Yeah. Can I can
3: I just add in there? Um, I was only thinking um yesterday, um, you imagine yesterday if we had say I know this is if buts and maybes, if we had say Callus, who was fit because I think he'd have dealt with Andy Carroll. Um, really well yesterday and I think imagine if um, Cameron Pring was left back working with Mehmeti some of those crosses that Jay De Silva was putting in Cameron Pring is far better we've scored a number of goals this year with with Cameron getting forward and putting some uh, good or whipping in the crossing so I think yesterday we'd have won that easily yesterday I think if and but if we'd have had say maybe Callas and Cameron Pring at left back
1: yeah interesting point on the on George Tanner I mean're saying that he's um our first choice right back now he had two right backs on the bench in Wilson and Leeson so um yeah interesting uh
2: yeah the Wilson one's interesting for me Patch, because again so he's going sure be more the... advanced
1: as cover for
2: well, yeah maybe I mean he's he's a he's a right wing back really isn't he he, he sort mm. of bombs on but um I just find it Bizarre almost that even in the week, Nigel Pearson talked about him not being fit enough to start yet. Um, and mm. I know that there's a massive leap up from you know the, the second division to the championship and he's been injured, but I just don't know how, how much, um, you know, under 23s and the training he's done when he, he will be match fit. I just don't get it. Yeah, and I think it's an opportunity to play him, I really do, just to see what what a difference he can make.
1: I think it just puts a lot more a lot more pressure on the pre-season for a lot of players, Matt, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Okay, 31st minute, something I always like to see is a long throw out from the goalkeeper, and it was Max O'Leary obviously throwing the ball out to the halfway line, um, and Messi gets dispossessed. But, Lee, it's great to see that drive, that impetus to try and get things moving for me.
3: Well, a a keeper's um, accuracy with a throw is often more better... Than kicking the ball out. And I and I saw that yesterday. I thought it was great. And it actually went a long way, Patch, didn't it, Isro? Yeah, you know, good was, halfway. Yeah. I mean, I I, I all say I'm a bit controversial, but I'm not too sure that Max O'Leary should be on number one. Um, I think he's he's a good goalkeeper. Um, but I think what he does bring is his distribution is probably better than what I've seen from other recent goalkeepers so the throw out i think was particularly good but i think we'll obviously go on to the goal
1: that they scored yesterday um it's the speed of his distribution i think yeah. for me yeah. it's the it's the, the trying to get things moving and, and that has to come from the back
3: yeah that's it and and i think he's got the he he's, he's got a footballer's brain if you like you know goalkeepers aren't necessarily known for for being able to play i think things are different obviously today well he was
1: a center back until he was 14
3: yeah, you are. So so I think you can see that he can spot movements and changing things. And I think goalkeeper's role, I mean, Pep Guardiola made that point with Joe Hart, didn't he? That goalkeeper's role is far more now than keeping the ball out the back of the net. So I think that's what he brings, but I'm not too sure that he's quite good enough for number one. Patch Max, have you got a view? I don't know.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a really good comparison. The the Pep Guardiola, Joe Hart, because I think Joe Hart was England number one at the time, um, and Guardiola was having none of it. You know, he he wanted his keeper to be able to play. Mm. Um, I, you know, we, I was going to say we've been critical. We haven't. We've highlighted Max's distribution at times this season, especially sort of kicking. Um, invariably out to the left, which seemed to go out. I thought yesterday his his distribution was excellent. Yeah, that passenger play you talked about patch the throw wasn't only the speed of it, but it was the the trajectory as well. he, he had to mm. kind of throw it with the curve on it to take it into Memetti's path um in, in terms of number one, I think I think he needs a number one for competition. Um, I think Dan Bentley, the, the two of them had that. I think Dan was clearly the number one. Um, I know Harvey Wiles Richards has got a year's contract, but I, I'm sure they will be looking to sign a keeper in the summer. I'd be very surprised if not. Um, and I think they need to, to keep Max on his toes. Um, I think he's improved this season. I think he comes for crosses and and he, aerially, I prefer Max to Dan Bentley. Yeah. But there's also moments in a game where you think, we should have probably done better than that. And sometimes there are key moments, which as we'll talk on. So um, I think at the moment, yes, I think he's up there for number one, but I think he needs the competition to keep driving him forward. So yeah. um, I'd be disappointed if we didn't sign, you know, a, what a, a reputable goalkeeper in the summer.
1: I, I'd agree with that. Um I'd be happy with Max O'Leary starting as our number one next season. But equally, yeah, that that competition. I haven't seen enough of Harvey Wells Richards to be fair to see. Um, no, how how he could perform in in the championship and maybe early next season. If we don't sign a goalkeeper, he'll get a few opportunities in some friendlies and Carabao Cups and all of that sort of stuff. So
2: yeah, yeah, I, I wonder with that one though. Patched it was that because of. Um, Haykin sort of going back where he went and us needing cover um, for the rest of the season. If, if they really rated Harvey, I think they would have given longer than a year's contract. So mm-hmm. that's my only reservation there. And like you, I've not seen enough of him. I've heard good reports. He, he was at Gloucester um, and a mate of mine um, is a Gloucester fan and, and they thought he was excellent. Mm-hmm. But again, you're talking completely different levels, aren't you? So
1: yeah. Okay, 43rd minute, Lee. Reading mm. on the attack, looked very much offside. Max rushes out, doesn't get there, and uh, Zach Viner heads heads the ball away, whether it was going in or not. It looked like it was fairly on target, but that was surely offside.
3: Well, it looked offside. Uh, Matt and I sit um, in the safe stand, and I always think it's very, very difficult to judge offside from where we yeah. are. I think, Pat, you're you're closer. You
1: yeah, I was up the up more towards the um, away fans though, so I oh, wasn't okay. in line by any degree. But okay. he, right. the fact that he was a good five yards ahead of Zach Viner towards Max, unless he's rapid, yeah, he's going mean, to be offside.
3: I mean, he is very quick. Is it is it Mitre or Mito or Mito Mito? Yeah, yeah, Mito. Yeah, yeah, y- y- in all fairness, he is very quick and he's a good player. I think, but. Um, my initial reaction was offside, and you can tell by the players' reactions as well, Pat. You said, "You know, it looked everyone kind of stood around." I quite believe thinking, it, could they? Yeah, where's the flag? Um, Whether the assistant um, missed something, I don't know. I mean, it may be unfair because I'm not in line, but um everyone around us thought it was offside, and all the Lansdowne did, but we're all wearing red, so we might be a bit <laughs> <shit> biased.
2: <by laughs> um, it, yeah, it's, that's a really good point, Lee, and, and we can't tell from where we are. Yeah. A, again, people were apoplectic by me yeah. in, in terms of how he not missed that, and Max a go could have at the Max assistant.
1: could have got sent off there.
2: Well, well yeah, and having, having a go at the assistant. Um, in fairness, a mate of mine who's in the Lansdowne sent me a text and said he was onside, um, on site, okay. and he, he was in line with it. And it's the the funny thing with it was like, we we watched the um, Liverpool Man City or Man City Liverpool game beforehand, and Liverpool's opener with Salah as the play sort of went and the goal went through we were like oh he's miles offside you know in the, the play beforehand yeah. and then when you looked it wasn't It's I think it's when if the defender steps up at the time the ball's being played and the man's onside because the two of them are going in opposite directions mm-hmm. you get that kind of five ten yard difference um yeah. Max was a little bit lucky, really, because he, he he got in no man's land. I was going to ask, um, do you think he should have come out then, Matt? Really? Well, so? the, the funny thing is, Lee, probably not. But I think had he not, Maitai then threw onto him. Yeah, one on one. Whereas with it, with him coming out, it pushed tie wide, yeah. allowed Zach Viner to get back. I mean, the angle was very difficult. I'm not, I'm not even sure if it was going in. But, um, but Zach obviously got back and was able to head it off and then he he had a yeah. proper go at the ref. So guy, I actually thought Max made the wrong decision, but in yeah. hindsight, probably yeah. made the right decision. Yeah.
3: Because okay. he shepherded him away, didn't he? You know he, he exactly, just, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I was thinking and myself, he
2: did stay on his feet as well. Pat. your point about he could have got sent off. Yeah. Mm. He didn't challenge, did he? He just sort of jockeyed him, really. No, yeah,
1: absolutely. Right, moving on. Forty-sixth uh, minute. It's a minute into injury time, and it's Tommy Conway on the score sheet. It's Tanner giving it out wide to Andy Vyman on the right. He cuts in, gives it to Tommy. Tommy's first touch goes back to Tanner. Tanner crosses the ball in; it's a slight deflection, but it falls lovely to Tommy Conway, and he's not missing from there. Matt and he runs off into the corner, celebrating in the way that he loves to celebrate.
2: Yeah, that little jump up in the the finger in the air. I think his fan his family were were at that end of the, the stand as well. Yeah. yeah, good move, good good combination with George and Andy. Um, a little bit fortunate with with the the cross back in. But again, Tom is making that that movement into the box from the ten. Um, on first viewing, I thought he got a deflection on the shot as well, which actually just lifted it over Lumley. But it was a good a good strike, and again shows what we've missed with Tommy Conway. He's just that natural sort of finisher as well. Um, but it was his movement and everything else yesterday that impressed me. You know, I thought he looked physically strong as well yesterday. Mm. Um, but it was great, great to see, great for his confidence. Um, I, I'm just waiting for him to get one at the south stand. Then again, now, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The,
2: the ball, the ball actually
3: um, from Tanner was meant for Mimetti, I think. Yeah, and then it got deflected back out, and then um, Conway just slotted it back in the, uh, into yeah. the net so well. Uh, so we got a bit fortunate. So, but we'll take it. Eh?
1: I wonder how yeah, many true. people missed that goal going off to the concourse early.
2: Never understand that. Oh, can never understand that. Plenty, yeah, plenty, yeah. and plenty. I mean, I guess at least it's on the TV downstairs, isn't it? But if you're in the queue or whatever but yeah, yeah I yeah, it's not familiar. I've got to be no, honest. No, it's not for me either.
4: This is a message from the Bristol City Former Players Association. Throughout last season, we brought a number of ex-players back to Ashton Gate. We were pivotal in delivering celebratory events, including the Ashton Gate 8 40th anniversary. And we also celebrated the stars of the 60s who were paraded on the pitch. This season, we will be commemorating some important moments in the club's history and some very important people who were part of our club. If you would like to assist with sponsorship of any of these events, please get in touch with me via email to events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk In addition, we're always on the lookout for any interesting artefacts from the club's history to add to our ever-growing Bristol City archive. Thanks for listening, and my email address again is events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk Thank
1: you. Okay, half-time summary from Rob. Mostly disappointing and a fairly dull watch. We are disjointed in attack and so many passes and crosses have been overhit. Whilst I think Viman is probably the best option on the right, Conway is not effective as a 10, which is harsh on him. But fair play, quality finish, out of the blue, Tanner our best player so far, I'd say let's hope we can be a bit more decisive and clinical in the second half. Matt, are you having that? Conway not effective as a 10?
2: So I really like Rob. I think he talks a lot of sense. Um, I think this season is, is halftime summaries have been spot on, but that one is absolute rubbish. I don't know what Rob's watched there. Um, to talk about it being pretty poor and a dull watch, um, and then Tommy not in the 10. Sorry, Rob. I don't know if you were watching Patank on your um, on your phone or something, but you didn't watch the same first half that I watched, i got to be honest.
3: I thought it was a good first
2: half. I was quite enjoying it. Yeah, I did. I, I, yeah, I, was... I did. I thought... Yeah. played some decent football Lee. um yeah. and like i say to say that tommy in a 10 he's he's a different 10 to alex scott mm. but who else is alex scott you know you, you're not i suppose you've got the other alex scott but she's not him um <laughs> but yeah he's, he's a different 10 but no i i, I sorry rob I, like i said i love you respect you but that's absolute rubbish mate but shows about opinions as well so i shouldn't say that's rubbish because it's your opinion but it's rubbish <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, the stats at halftime, uh, Lee, were 66% possession for City, uh, six shots to four, three shots to one, shots on target to one, four corners each, uh, three fouls. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't a bad first half. And, it's, and I was uh, glad to see people back on the pitch who we haven't seen for a while. Um, Absolutely, yeah. back who haven't been in the team. And, yeah, it was just, for me... It was that 3-1 up top where there was a bit of an adjustment to working out who was going to go, who was going to stay, who was going to make the run. And the fact that that, yeah. that four, that three and one, haven't played together before in a championship match, um, for me, that was maybe the reason why it wasn't quite quite gelling as much as it could have done. Yeah
2: yeah i mean i I think reading also because of the run they've been on and they've got this points deduction hanging over them um i think they they came to to sort of defend um and and look to counter in or counter is the wrong word they look for balls into my and Carrot and probably from dead balls so um, and I, I, I'll, I'll say again, I apologise to Rob because it is your opinion, mate. So it isn't rubbish; it's your opinion, and that that's your, you know, it's right because it's your opinion. But yeah, well, I, I didn't see the game like that. I've got to say, the first half, I enjoyed it.
3: But we we got to remember, I think, um, that we had a number of what I would call key players out yesterday. I mean, Joe Williams yeah. often not starts. Callas is probably our best centre half. Kane uh, uh, Naismith, uh, Alex Scott. Rob Atkinson we had I know they had about eight eight players out yesterday as well they they were um down to the bare bones as well but we had our key players missing and I think I think sometimes City fans got to be a little bit more understanding of the context in which we're working here we've got you know Nigel Pearson's had to um kind of cut the wage bill he's had to um he's had to be a little bit more careful about whether he's keeping players or not um, and I think yesterday, I thought, given the, the situation, Matt, we were in, I thought we were superb at first half.
2: I think you're absolutely spot on. I think you've also got a play in, you've got a, a youngster, and he is still a youngster in George Tanner. You've got Campring playing in a position that isn't his best. Yeah, Jada Silva, a player that possibly knows he's not going to get a contract offer or may even already have had discussions, you know, it looked like he was all set to go to Coventry. So he may know that he's going somewhere else anyway. Um and yeah, you, you're gonna miss big players. Omar you know? Taylor um,
1: Clark on his second it, or third ever it, appearance.
2: Exactly. And Omar Taylor Clark, you know, as I say, and it's not I'm not being disrespectful to him at all, because I think he's been very good the last two games, but he's not going to be anywhere near that starting lineup. Yeah. Yeah. In in normal circumstances, he's just not. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he's probably a player that needs to go out on loan, get his you know um, experience from that point of view, and then be available. Now that said, he has done very well. But yeah, I'm I'm with you, Lee. I think sometimes, you know, we we need to be a bit more realistic. I'm not in the same. You know, I still think we should have won the game. I still yeah, think yeah. Um, I'm disappointed with um, the substitutions they got made, and we'll we'll talk about that. And there was, you know, an understandable, but yeah, you know, I, I, I felt it was a decent first half, well, Matt, a, a, a poor red inside who'd come to defend.
1: Matt, yeah. that is the next note I've got. So just go straight on to that to the 58th minute King and yeah. Cornick, um, coming on for Omar Taylor-Clark and, and Tommy Conway. And I think yeah. reference to the Tommy Conway substitution, that was planned 60 minutes yeah. managing his yeah. return. Um, but yeah. your thoughts on, on the substitution?
2: Yeah, I mean, Nigel Pearson said before the game that Tommy would play sixty minutes, possibly only forty-five, but sixty max. He felt it was better for him to start. Um, All sort of things that, as a fan, I don't necessarily know the ins and outs, but he was talking about the softness of the pitch and that you know that can then lead to some of the injuries that we've seen. So knowing that, it then makes the Tommy Conway substitution understandable at the time. I felt Tommy looked fully fit. He looked involved in the game, but I also now understand why they've done it. Cause you wouldn't want to see him injured. The Omar Taylor-Clark one, all right. The booking probably comes in. I just felt he would give us more energy in there than Andy King. Um, And I, Andy King, great, great player, good servant, you know, a good fan and stuff but he just, he just hasn't the legs anymore. Um, and I think the two substitutions did change the way that we were playing and therefore had an impact on the game and the result.
1: I thought when Andy King came on, Lee, I actually thought he played really well. I thought he came on and broke up some of the play, won the ball back a few times and almost won it for us at the end.
3: Well, with the with the header at the end, you mean? Yeah, um, yeah. I, I actually, I I, I agree with, with with what Matt's saying that um, Andy King is probably not a championship player anymore. However, as you say, um, Patch, there was a time yesterday when one of the the I think it was one of the right wingers for Reading going down, and he actually caught up with him, beat him for pace, and I thought, well, that's something we've not seen for quite a time, you know. So that
1: was he, he, literally about. 60 seconds after he came on. That it was.
2: Was, wasn't was, it and I was remember thinking Yeah, well, yeah, if he's not being in for a pace as soon as he gets on the pitch, he's never going to a seat yeah, back, well that's yeah. it. Yeah, I know. But
3: I think city fans have been quite critical of Andy King's lack of pace at times. So I and I was quite surprised to see it. I thought that was good to, to see yesterday. But yeah, like Matt, I I don't know. I'm not too sure that Andy King's given us anything different. Um, Often I do. Would you
2: offer him another contract?
3: Lee? No, I I think he's quite good for the dressing room and coaching and things. He's probably going to get a contract with coaching, would you say? Or not? I wouldn't give him a
2: playing contract. Um, I I wouldn't give him a playing contract. I I,
1: I reckon Um, it'll be a player coach contract and he'll be there in case, in case we have a number of injuries again.
2: (laughs) That's, that's what it is this season, isn't it? And, and, he's he's playing in there but i just don't think yes he 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 does a job but that's kind of it he does a job in your right patch he did break the play up yes he had the head of the post um he had another shot that was horrible over the bar technique was dreadful um but i just felt we missed then the energy that omar taylor clark had in there um and so it allowed reading a little bit more of the ball in the middle. Was Kornick the right option? I don't know. I might have been more tempted to have gone Kane Wilson out wide. Um, Kornick's—I it, it, mean—you it, it, can't hide from the fact it—it it still has to be debatable. I think he's very much a player at the moment. It, I mean, someone said to me last or at the Swansea game, um, and then yesterday, he's like a competition winner. Um, you know, he just doesn't—he doesn't look a player in this squad. You know, they've had the international break. Um I'm just i I'm just not seeing it and I'm definitely not seeing him as a number nine. So if that's what we're hanging our hat on for next season and we're not looking at signing a nine, then things need to change massively for him in the summer because I'm not seeing it at all from him. Um but there was a there was a moment to make a judgment, but yeah.
1: There was a moment right at the end, Matt, where um Cornick had a sort of half volley or volley, whatever it was, the ball sort of came out and he just lamped it and it just, it it just bent wide. And I just thought, God, he could really have done with that as could have we.
2: Probably both him and Mometi need a goal. And I think Nigel Pearson said it after the game, need a goal. And then you'll see a a difference in them in terms of confidence. So I don't, I'm not, I'm not slagging Kornik off at all. I'm just not seeing it at the moment. Um, And that's why I keep saying it. I'll give him pre-season and then into next season. But I do think we need a nine. He's not the nine that we're looking for. We need a, excuse me, a Famara or even a a Mai Tai or or Lucas Jai. Both of those, I think, are out of contract in the summer. Um, So that would be interesting.
1: Just conscious of time, I'm going to have to move things along a little bit. I'll take, I'll let you take the next one, Lee, though. Uh, 65th minute, Cam Pring runs the length of the pitch, um, squares to Wells, uh, who just gets, the uh, defender just gets his foot in the way. But Pring does that, doesn't he? Even from centre-back, he's given us that drive forward.
3: I think, he, I think um, at times, I think Pring uh, lost himself <laughs> yesterday. I think he thought he was playing left back and then maybe a midfield and so on. But, you know, I love to see that. I love, you know, um, Atkinson can do that as well, can't he? He can bring the ball out from the back. But I thought Pring yesterday, there, there were about three occasions where he went on a bit of a mazy run. Um, I think the last time he did it, he lost the ball. He went into about three players that, that nearly cost us a goal. Um, but yesterday, I thought he was doing what I really love seeing players do. Once you get the ball, someone will come and cover you. And uh, and he, he kind of did those, those amazing runs. But he's got the pace, hasn't he? And this is why, you know, I, I, again, I, I know um, people may get sick of me saying it, but I think he is a player for us who has got the potential to play in the Premier League. I really do. I think we, we've got a couple of players. Obviously, Alex Scott is one. But Cameron Pring, I would be frightened to death if a club was there watching him yesterday because his pace um his power, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's um people have uh, he's obviously not in his class, but people have likened him to Stuart Pierce, you know, the way he can bomb down the left-hand side, get the cross in, he's strong. Um uh, maybe his final ball at times needs to be, you know, kind of he needs to brush up on that a little bit. But again, he, he's if you think this time last year, both of you, Patch and Matt, he wasn't anywhere in the side was he and i just couldn't understand it
1: we wanted him to be but yeah he wasn't getting much of a
3: chance so Uh, i think
2: the thing to say as well on that patch is if you haven't watched the game yesterday and and you sort of described it he brings the ball out and goes on that run but he does it on the right hand side he runs the right hand side it's not on the left like you'd expect and he he Mm. beat um i can't think either the the midfielder was but he beat him all ends up I was frustrated with Naki Wells in that situation. I didn't think Naki made enough attacked space. the ball with the same intent that Cam Pring's run warranted, because mm. he played the ball back to him. I just felt he dangled a foot in a little bit rather than really going for it. Yeah. But I agree with Lee. I think I think Cam's definitely a prem player in the in the making.
1: Yeah. Sixty seventh minute, Matt is uh, Wells that sets. It comes a little bit deep, and then he sets Mamedy off, who has a run towards goal. He ha- has a shot. His shot is parried, but is cleared. So we spoke about Memeti quite a bit on on the podcast so far. But is t- is it getting him to take a few shots? And as you say, one's going to come off at some point.
2: I think taking shots and taking them early as well. Um, actually, mm. watching that real time um andy vyman seemed to be on his heels a little bit because lumley does parry it out centrally um and vyman's a little bit on his heels so doesn't get it yeah um so yeah that that was the one for me but you're right you're right mattie just needs to perhaps shoot a little bit earlier yeah
1: yeah uh there's a booking for Matty james lee on the 70th minute it's a professional get in the way foul
3: Yeah, it's taking one for
1: the team. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, And then comes equaliser. It's uh, an identical play to what we'd seen only minutes before that. A ball to the back of the box. Andy Carroll heading it in. We dealt with the first one a few minutes before, but we didn't deal with this one. It's a flick on by Zhao over Max O'Leary into the net. Your thoughts on how we didn't deal with Andy Carroll and also how maybe Max comes and doesn't stay on his line. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yep sorry um yeah I, I didn't go asleep like our back, back four did yesterday um I I felt that um when when you're playing against Andy Carroll and I agree with Matt I I would hate to have Andy Carroll on our team but when you're playing against Andy Carroll the second ball becomes so important and yesterday um we fell asleep a little bit um with the Andy Carroll no one actually no one actually jumped with him no one you know, kind of made it awkward for him. It then got headed on. And I don't know, I'm I'm trying to record it. I'm not too sure if Max Ulu was in no man's land, you know, at times. And I thought he could have maybe come out and absolutely clattered um, the players um, with a a punch or something. Is that too harsh?
1: Well, on on the Andy Carroll bit, uh, if you watch the goal back... Cam Pring tries to get there, but his run is blocked to get to him. So maybe yeah. that's part of the tactic. Okay. But with regards to, to, to Max, I mean, he, he is coming to try and punch the ball, but just doesn't get there and it flicked up over his head. Matt, your thoughts on that goal?
2: Yeah, I mean, firstly, Matty James, the the, the challenge he had to make, but that stemmed from us losing the ball ourselves and the attack breaking down and then they broke quickly. And then from that resulting sort of free kick, um, I don't know how Andy Carroll is not man-marked at the time. He's not the quickest now. Um, so someone should be on him. Yeah, you're right, Patch Cam's sort of run is blocked. Andy King's there as well. Um, first time around, Lee, I did think, oh, Max, what are you doing there? Having watched it back, I'm not sure he can come Okay. Um, as, as it is. Um, and then defensively Zhao. you know they he's able to get above us and and head it over your point again if there's a callous there that might not happen Mm. um but it 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 really it it was poor defending the initial place because carol should be should be marked and when you've got a player like carol you need a man behind him to challenge and you need a man in front of him that can kind of make it difficult for him and he didn't have either i mean he, he was almost on the edge of the box um, on the corner mm. when he's heading it back across. But we did that
3: all um, afternoon
2: with Andy Carroll, yeah. man in front, yeah. man behind. And yeah. I, I
3: remember thinking that um, Cameron Pring's going to have a a blooming really difficult afternoon because he's not tall. Um, and I thought Callas would have been perfect there today. But yeah,
2: it's, right, Matt, we switched off, didn't we? We did switch yeah, off. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. And and that was kind of all they really had. I mean, yeah. I, was, I was on a Reading podcast on Thursday, and they were saying about Lucas Shaw that. You know, he's their goal scorer, but Paul Lynch just doesn't fancy him. Um, and he's a he's a player that's always impressed me whenever we've played. And it was a relatively simple goal for him, wasn't it? He just had to put a, a loop in header, as you said, patching. Yeah. Unfortunately, Max is in a bit of no man's land because he's not on his line and he's not close enough to the ball. So mm. there is a, a little bit of culpability there, but I think it stems initially from that, allowing Carroll to get the header across.
1: Yeah. Mm disappointing um 83rd minute Viman in the same spot from where he scored that screamer a few weeks ago but he chooses to lay this one off to Mameti he cuts in and shoots again his shot is parried Naki Wells taps it in but he's either a judge to be offside or to have impeded the keeper I'll let you take this one Lee
3: well it was offside uh, the, the, the assistant game offside because the flag in motion was flagged straight up in the air and then he put it kind of um uh horizontally so to prove that it was offside cuz if it was a foul he'd have flagged and then put the hand the flag in his left hand right. to show that he's indicated free kick so he definitely gave offside but i think the ball was actually played back by a defender so i think he he was wrong um to uh to give offside um but i think it became a convenient decision because i think Naki Wells may have kicked it out of his hands so, given offside, no one's going to complain, let's all play on. And I think that became a bit more convenient than right. uh, than the actual act itself.
1: Matt, is that how you saw it?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just sort of smiling to myself there for, with Lee's knowledge there because I didn't know any of that with, with the, uh, <laughs> the, the flag. And I just see the flagging, but didn't know that, yeah, if you, where you point it. I know in, in terms of the pen across the chest and stuff, but. They don't do yeah, that no, very much, funny enough. Right. The, Matt? Do
3: they not? They, no, they don't do it now. What they do is say, uh, waved the the flag and then they run towards the goal line because what was happening is that supporters like like you know us here yeah. saw the flag across the crest said, immediately penalty, and if the ref doesn't give it because he sees another infringement, the whole crowd go berserk. So what they do, flag up in the air and they run down to the goal line. Right. Okay. And what if about if there. they?
1: What about if they do a moonwalk?
2: <laughs> like yeah, a Michael yeah, Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or throw the flag in the air like some sort of American cheerleader. Or, yeah. Turn around and catch
1: it in their teeth. Yeah.
2: I, there, is, there is another flag incident that I'm sure we'll get to as well, Patch.
1: Okay. Uh, well, if we don't bring it up, then uh, you can right, tell me. Yeah. Right, 87th minute, James off um, and uh, Sam Bell comes on. And James holding his thigh a little bit, but I've read this morning it was cramp. Um, so, yeah. Sandbell coming on and then 92nd minute it's an Andy King header from a looping campering cross that hits the upright Um and then shortly after that it's the Cornick sort of scissor shot going just wide so a couple of efforts a couple of chances towards the end but Matt what was the other flagging
2: incident? Well you also got the, the fact that Reading had the break didn't they before the Cornick shot where it was three on one um and Zhao got all tangled up so they had a really good chance to kind of go and see it but yeah it was when um, when andy Weinman got tackled oh, by the it. corner flag oh yeah <laughs> i would have given a foul for that yeah he well, yeah, sort I of
1: looped round and yeah ends up kicking the corner flag and just thought, right yeah, like, this isn't my day
2: yeah exactly i mean he he was laughing and chuckling to himself as he walked away but yeah it was uh, it was a bit comical wasn't it yeah. just to
3: add in there do you think um yesterday there were um uh times when Mameti should have put Jada Silva in or yes uh, Ryman but I think yep. you know like sometimes uh, this sounds awful because I get this feeling when I play five-a-side football I was always told know your players and sometimes yep. I don't get the ball because they know I'm not very good the point <laughs> is <laughs> so I know the finish, but there was a lot of frustration yesterday because I wonder if a thought I'm not going to give it to Jada Silva because his crossing has been so poor that I'll just go myself do you think there was a bit of that yesterday
1: do blame me. I wonder. I I wouldn't have thought so, but I think Mameeti's just got that mindset of I'm gonna do it. He, he yeah. He'll oft he'll oft he'll opt to, to to cut inside and cross or shoot. Yeah. Versus lay the ball off more times than not, than not.
2: Mm. Yeah. I I I think. <laughs> um, I'm the same as you. I actually think he did get it wrong on a number of occasions. Jay made some great runs. Yeah. And that's the difference between what was going on on the right-hand side. Vyman and Tanner were linking up. Um, and and Jay and the Meti weren't really that much, were they, yesterday? It didn't yeah. didn't quite come in. And, you know, Jay, Jay I have to say with Jay da Silva, and it's a bit frustrating, but if, if Jay Jayda Silva had been playing like he is now at the start of the season... There won't be any question in my mind about offering him a contract um I think even defensively yesterday he was saying that he, he seems to find a leap where he's challenging for headers and um but yeah absolutely his crossing needs to improve but he, he didn't really get a lot, a lot of opportunity yesterday did he from uh Mimetti? no but right. Pring would have would
3: would bring different game yesterday
2: yeah possibly I think he would have demanded it more as well and and that's part of it maybe you know maybe Jay needs to turn around to Mameti and just have a quiet word and say look you know I'm going past you let me have it because even though his crossing might not be the best there were times yesterday where he was he would have been then on a free run into the box Mm. on the edge Mm. um so yeah it was it was poor play from Mameti really
1: and we all know Jay De Silva can score a pearler as well from that position
2: well, it's all it's all lined up for Good Friday, mate, isn't it? So <laughs> it is, I'll, yes. I'll have a little I'll have a little wager on that.
1: The return to Stoke, right? Yeah, Matt ratings. I'll help you through this. So obviously, good, start, yeah. start off with Max O'Leary.
2: Um, I'll go six for Max. I don't think he had a, a huge amount to do that was of any difficulty. That you wouldn't have expected him to. I'm not going to mark him down for the goal. Um, I I thought his distribution kind of, you know, was, was improved. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to go six for Max.
1: Okay. George Tanner.
2: Like Lee, George was my man of the match yesterday. And and I've I've seen a couple of comments around other players and, and Tommy Conway will absolutely be in that equation. And arguably because of his goal being a key moment, um, maybe that shades it. But for me yesterday, I thought, I thought George was excellent. So I'm giving George uh, an eight yesterday, a man of the match.
1: Okay zach viner
2: uh gonna go six for zach um thought he did his job um the offside one where he he kind of got left but then did get back and clear it but yeah i didn't i didn't think necessarily on the ball zach was was brilliant yesterday um but he didn't really do anything wrong so yeah six for zach uh
1: cameron pring
2: so Cam is in the argument for Man of the Match as well. No, 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 um, that's Mameti. Was in the argument for Man of the Match. I thought um, he was right up there a couple of the runs we, we talked about. So I'm going eight for Cam as well.
1: Happy with that, Lee, as his yeah, head, head, of, head of year.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, I, I would, yeah, when he was on report to me, I always gave him an eight or a nine. So I'll go with that.
1: Right, it, brilliant. Okay, Jada Silva.
2: Uh, I'm going to go 6 for Jay. I thought Jay had a, a decent game yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Matty James. I'm going to go 7 for Matty James and and it's um about his performance. He's he's not the creative player that that you necessarily um would want in the middle of the pitch, but I think his experience um and for me that you know there was a vast improvement yesterday on the performances that we saw against Cardiff and Swansea. Um, and Matty James is a big part of that. So yeah, I, I thought Matty had a good game. So I'm going seven. Omar, going to go six for Omar. Um, I thought he started brightly. Um, I thought the booking made him have to kind of reevaluate the way that he was playing. He had to be a bit careful. Um, obviously, did, did get taken off, but it, it, you know, it, it's it's a, a big step up for him, um, and I think he is definitely a bright spark for the future.
1: Okay, Andy Weiman.
2: Um so he, he had a, a number of good opportunities, Andy, yesterday, and, and they didn't quite come off. Again, I'm not I'm not gonna go five, I'm gonna go six. I thought he I thought he did okay yesterday, Andy. Um, but really not not any more than than that. I thought it, it was a decent performance.
1: Okay, uh Anis Memeti.
2: Um, he excites me, Anis. I I really like him. I think he's gonna be a really, really good player. Yesterday, um There were a a few moments of frustration where I think he should have done, made a different decision. So I'm going to go six for Anis, but it's a positive six. It's more of a seven than a five. Mm. Um, But yes, it's it's a six. Uh, Tommy Conway. So Tommy for me was right out there again for man of the match in the same as as Cam and, and George. So it's an eight for Tommy showed what we've been missing. Um, as I said, I disagree with Rob in terms of his his number 10. I think he can absolutely play there. But it's a different style to, to, to Alex Scott, as I said. But, yeah, I thought it was a great comeback from Tommy and showed what we've missed. Um, yeah. And hopefully that 60 minutes will allow him to then start against Stoke and then potentially play against um, Middlesbrough on the Monday as well. So great to have him back. And such a, such a lovely, humble lad. I listened to his interview afterwards. You know, we've had the pleasure patch of of, of interview as well um just a lad again we've talked about campering tommy conway will play in the premier league he is such a talent
1: mm-hmm. yeah completely agree. great like like omar and tommy and the players that are coming up from the academy what what impresses me most is the hunger the desire and and also the the way they pass the ball with intent as well with the right yeah. amount of pace
2: yeah um, I mean, Omar in particularly, Patch I think, does that. Um, and and Tommy, as you say, I think it's, it's interesting with Tommy, isn't it? Because we're, we're talking about Tommy Conway in in the way we would talk about a uh, uh, Thomas Callas and Naki Wells. You know, and you forget that it's only really this season mm. that he's been playing. This is his first real championship season, isn't it? Yeah. I know he played last season games, but this is where he's really established himself. And he's still a really young man. Um, so yeah, and, and you're right, Patch. But I think it's also the professionalism. They're clearly dedicated to their work, um, and you know I'd love to see us keep Alex Scott, um, but I don't know if if an offer comes in, we won't turn it down, and it allows us to do business. But how great it would see it would be to have an Alex Scott, Tommy Conway, Omar Taylor Clark, Annis, Rob Atkinson. You know all these youngsters. Um, but yeah, it was a, another good performance.
1: And well, that puts him on to ten goals this season. So he's only one yep. behind Naki Wells. Finished strong. He could be top goal scorer in his first season.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and, and Naki for me yesterday. Um frustrating for Naki, I think, yesterday. Um again, he, he tried number of shots. I'm gonna I'm gonna go six for Naki. I'm not gonna mark him down. Well, I don't know um, how many times it's...
1: I've got to say it, Matt. He's 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 better off with someone alongside him. And yep. I know there was three behind him, but it's not yep. it's not the same.
2: No, it's not. And, and I think um, with a fully fixed squad, I think it would revert back to that too, because that's when we were playing some of our best football. You know, you add Naismith into the mix in that team, um, Alex Scott, then I think it gives him these options. But I don't think he could have played the two yesterday with what we had available.
1: Okay. Cornick and King both got 30 minutes, so we'll score them.
2: Um, I'll, I'll be generous and go two sixes for both. I mean, both both had opportunities. I'm not, again, it would be really easy to keep having a go at Harry Cornick. I think he just needs a goal and and needs a run of games, but also a run of games where it's like, well, where where are you playing me? You're playing me as a nine, are you playing me wide? Um, Yeah, I'll I'll go two sixes. Um, Andy King could have have won it for us, couldn't he, in the end? So, yeah.
1: Okay, and Nigel Pearson?
2: Um, I'll go a six for Nigel as well. I think it's a game we should have we should have won for me um reading weren't weren't very good um might seem slightly harsh but i guess it you know it was it was a it was an okay performance from nige yes the the subs the tommy conway one he had to make for all those reasons we've talked about but you know you can't help but be frustrated so yeah Mm.
1: okay Brilliant stuff. Um, Before we wrap up, but Lee, you uh, had the opportunity to have a chat to Andy May yesterday. He was a guest of the former Players Association and a player that is underrated for me. He had two seasons with us, 101 appearances in two seasons, six goals, numerous assists and uh, a bloody lovely bloke.
3: Yeah, do you know, what I, first of all, um, I think the club doing a great job to include... Some of these um, former players, because they must feel really valued when they're contacted to come back again, and um, and act as a guest for the club. So I think well done to the club and well done to you and others. I know you're working hard to to do that, but to um to bring him into the supporters club and trust uh, yesterday, um to come and uh, show him around and to kind of meet a couple of fans was great. And he we were reminiscing about the the Bristol Derbies that um that he was involved in the the games I was there. Um, I remember him playing for Manchester City as well. interesting the man city game was on when he came in um he said he's involved in the game still he's coaching he said he did I think he's coaching badges with Nigel Pearson so he knew him fairly well and I think you you took him down to meet Nigel didn't you uh, patch at some point So I think um it's it's great and do you know what? it was it's it's really lovely to see these former players and I think they need to see how much we appreciate what they do for us. And, uh, you know, long may all this continue, try and get as many as you can patch. Cause I think as a club, that's what makes us special.
1: Yeah. Love it. Love it. Um, and Matt, um, we are now going into the Easter period. We've got Stoke and then Middlesbrough sort of three or four days apart, um, with potentially one more player coming back into the, into the, the squad, maybe Naismith.
2: Well, yeah, I think too. I think, um, Nigel Pearson said after the game that, that he expects Naismith and Callas to both be um, around the squad for one, if not both, of the the Easter games. So yeah,
1: okay. right. And then we're going to do that as a double header. So we're going to be covering both the both the both the uh, the Stoke game and the Middlesbrough game um, the day after the the Middlesbrough game. So we'll have a have a bit yeah. of an Easter break ourselves. But uh, Lee, any final thoughts from you?
3: Yeah, just um, looking at Stoke's last three games. Uh, they scored three against Blackburn, 3-2. They scored five against Sunderland, 5-1. And I believe yesterday they won 4-0. So expect Oh, some fantastic. Goals.
1: Expect fantastic.
3: some goals. Yeah.
1: Brilliant. Right, well, happy um, going into the Easter break to everybody. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to like, follow, share, subscribe on uh, Twitter at 3PiAPC. And thank you very much, Lee. And Matt, safe drive back.
2: Yeah, brilliant. Thanks thank you very much, much. gents. Thank you. Nice to speech, to you. You, Lee. Yeah. Take
1: care, boys,
0: bye bye. I'm drifting alone into one way road just like the tumble weed or a standing stone far away from the city call I found myself on another. time to think and pray On the life that I once had before it fades away Taking the time to talk and laugh One more time with my